0: There's no question a defenseman needs to be traded, maybe two. But if it's only one, and Ron Hextall has the say in it, meaning that other teams would want him, I'd have Brian Dumoulin at the front of that line. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into football and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Pirates that I hope you'll check out. All kinds of qualifiers before I get into this, okay? My respect for Dumoulin is through the roof. Great guy, great two-time champion, a way better leader, and more important vocal guy in the locker room than he's ever been given credit for. A perpetual winner. Throughout his life, not just his career. If you go back through Dumo's time growing up in Massachusetts, there's nothing he didn't win. And that doesn't happen by accident. But as we've watched other members of those two-time champs gradually float in other directions, even some of the most important pieces, like both of the goaltenders, like Patrick Hornquist, like Phil Kessel and so on. You understand that you can both respect what they've achieved and feel that it's the right thing for them to move on. In Dumoulin's case, it's not so simple. It's not as if you're going to say, well, he absolutely stunk last year and it's time to get him out of here. As I like to say all the time, trades aren't punitive. Trades are something that you make in order to have your own roster be better. And now, of course, in the salary cap era, it's also to make sure that you fit under the cap. So Hextall's got all kinds of variables pushing him toward a trade or two, but again, at least one, to get under that cap, to remove the glut that he's got on defense, and specifically with all the left-handed defense that he's got, And, on top of all that, to get the roster younger, to keep it fresher. Look, I've gotten most of the disclaimers out of the way, but I'm going to throw another one out here. Dumoulin made his way into the NHL principally based on his skating. Never the most gifted with the puck, certainly not a scorer or anyone who would contribute to your offense in any regular way. But he was a bigger guy, and he could move. And that last part of the equation just wasn't there last season. And it really wasn't all that there the season before either. I can't know what's wrong. I can't. I do know that Dumoulin's going to turn 31 in September before training camp opens. And I do know that, you know, speed doesn't exactly go upward as you get older. And there were times for sure this past season where he'd not only look out-matched, but he'd look out-skated. And that's just not something that should have anyone feeling comfortable about having him be a big part of the blue line this coming year. But then there's that other albatross, $4.1 million cap hit. This portion of Daily Shot of Penguins is brought to you by the good people at the Greater Pittsburgh Community Food Bank where they're committed to providing food for all of our neighbors in need across western Pennsylvania. They, in turn, need your help. Find out how $1 can be turned into five full meals. For those in need, visit pittsburghfoodbank.org. The two guys I've centered on when discussing who might get moved are Dumoulin and Marcus Petterson, and I'm not exactly unique in that regard. I think those are the two that most everyone's way. But Marcus is half a year younger. Marcus, in his own way, contributes more to the Penguins' offense than Dumoulin ever could. Meaning, he's not Kale McCarr, but Pedersen will take the puck and instinctively, reflexively, join the rush, occasionally even lead it. You'll even see him rip one home from time to time. And believe it or not, when there have been injuries and other emergencies, Pedersen's been okay on a second power play point. Is he the big brawny guy that you'd want to see clearing the front of the net, which both Hextall and Brian Burke have loudly established as being a priority this summer? Of course he isn't. He's way too thin for that. But does he have a nasty streak to him? that can kind of help to mitigate that? Yeah, he actually does. We don't always see it, but believe you me, there's a reason opponents come after him on a regular basis. Petterson, of course, would save you a similar amount, a little bit less, on the cap hit compared to Dumoulin. But again, he's a lot younger. Now, he isn't perfect either, and remember that Mike Sullivan made him a healthy scratch a couple of times late in the regular season. I didn't agree with those, but my opinion doesn't matter. Sullivan's does. And although everyone at the time, uh, including Sullivan and Pedersen, thought he wasn't doing anything wrong, that it was just a matter of numbers at the time, it still happened. So I don't mean to make Marcus sound as if he's, you know, just an absolute no-brainer here from his own standpoint, But I do feel strongly that this team needs to take every little step, and that's all that they're afforded in the overall context of this roster, every little step toward remaining or getting as young as possible. Maybe we'll see Ty Smith, the younger defenseman who struggled a little bit with the Devils, particularly in his own end, but has all kinds of offensive tools. He came in the John Marino trade. You'd want to make use of him. You'd want to give him a shot. I don't see how anyone, including Sullivan, can avoid playing P.O. Joseph. So now, just between Joseph, Pedersen, Smith, and depending on however it is that you'd want to manage Mark Friedman, who can play either side and maybe be there to cover if Smith isn't seen as ready right away, tell me, please. Where Dumoulin fits in that? Of course, someone does have to want him, and someone does have to want to take on that cap hit. The plus is that he's only got one more year of what originally was a six-year contract, so the commitment doesn't have to be long-term, but all you have to do is look around the flat cap NHL to see that there aren't many teams taking on cap hits of that size. So I definitely don't want to paint this as if it's something that Hextall can just snap his fingers and do. There's got to be the right fit. I'd like to think that there would be a fit. And here's where I go back to saying good things about Dumoulin. I'd like to think that Dumoulin could have his Ryan McDonough time somewhere. And if you don't know what that means, picture the way McDonough went from the Rangers to the Lightning to a better situation at that time and really solidified the Tampa Bay back end. McDonough was seen in New York as kind of fading a little bit. He wasn't what he was earlier on, and he goes down there, and all of a sudden he's a really valuable part, and John Cooper got the absolute most out of him. I'd like to think, for all kinds of good reasons, Dumo could be that somewhere else. When we come back, J1Q. Day one cute comes from Rowan, who asks, I know you keep saying, DK, that you want to keep the draft picks so that the Penguins can add more youth. But the more I think about it, the more I wonder why they don't just go the LA Rams route and just trade those picks away for already established players. I get that they'll cost money, but right now, the team's contending, and unlike the NFL draft, the NHL is a lot more hit and miss. Either way, I appreciate your daily shots. Ah, he goes on to say a bunch of nice stuff. I appreciate that right back, Rowan. For any of you hockey fans who don't follow the NFL, what Rowan means by the L.A. Rams route is to basically just sell everything out. Like the Rams just sold their souls to get to that Super Bowl this past January and win it. And it's not an approach that's going to be conducive toward continued success. Let's put it that way. Including possibly this coming season. It's a rough, rough way to operate. But, that said, they and Aaron Donald and everyone else in that operation got their parade. And they got their ring. And there are a lot of people in sports who would trade everything, including a decade to come for one of those. The Penguins, as you note, are they're not quite in that situation. But when you look at Hextall having told me this past season that they see a lot of what they're doing within the prism of Sidney Crosby's three remaining years on his contract. That doesn't mean Sid's going to be done after three years, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, but that's what's there. That's what's known. That's what's in front of them. So what you're bringing up here, to be perfectly honest with you, is a decision that actually has to be made at a higher level than Hextall or Burke. It has to be made by Tom Werner and the Fenway Sports Group. Because it would always have to be up to ownership. Do you want to just totally sell out? Do you want to just say, we're getting rid of all of our draft picks, we'll do whatever we have to for this player or that player? And i got to tell you, I I don't see that happening. Uh, Hextall has already spoken, and passionately so, about wanting to retain the picks that he's got. Not all of them, obviously, but certainly the first-rounders. And anybody who's familiar with Hextall's background, no matter what it is that you think of his work with the Flyers, his approach was to keep picks and try to build with picks. So this doesn't exactly require him to stray from his natural character. At the end of the day, sports franchises are businesses, and as committed as FSG has very clearly been to winning with the other teams that they operate in other sports, they still can't afford to have a team just go plunging off a cliff. After an attempt at success, and let's remember, the Rams didn't need to win that game. If Joe Burrow can get away from AD and take the Bengals down the field, then everything that the Rams would have tried would have been for naught. It's a massive, massive risk, and the Rams were, and I'm going to use this term advisedly, lucky that they got away with it, if only because there's a big measure of luck that's always involved once you get that deep into a playoff you do have to get some breaks some things that go your way my belief is that the bigger template is already in place that the penguins are going to try to add younger talent through the draft try to develop a stronger system so that whenever Sid and Gino and Tanger and everybody else isn't around anymore, and it's not feasible to be looking at them as a, you know, cup championship contender, they're not just going to sit there with no chips on their side of the table, which is what your kind of approach would require. Oh, and by the way, you'll notice I didn't even mention the cap. Like all this stuff that I'm bringing up here would involve having a very different level of individual cap hits within the roster. I appreciate the question. I do. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Penguins. If you appreciate it, i going to ask a little favor of you today. Go to Apple, go to Spotify, wherever it is that you listen to this show, and leave a review. Uh, and you know what I'm talking about. Those are the ones with the The five empty stars, you hit the fifth one, and all of them light up, that kind of thing. And underneath there, say something. I don't know. You say whatever it is that you want. If you hate the show, say that you hate the show. But leaving reviews is something that really helps this show in the search engines and get seen and heard by more people. It would make a big, big difference in this direction. Thanks again so much. We'll be back with another Daily Shot of Penguins on Monday.